Hello everyone, you're welcome to the pilot episode of The Radiant Sun. My name is David Samuel and I'm very proud and glad to be your host for today. The Radiant Sun is the official podcast series of the Justice Udodoma Chambers. And for those of you that don't know who we are at JUC, what we do and what we are about, at Justice Udodoma Chambers, we seek to create and build the ideal law students who will not only excel in the classroom, but not be found wanting outside the classroom as well. We believe that balance is key for any student to thrive and that is reflected in our philosophy of setting the pace. We achieve this through academic research, development of origin and advocacy skills, career advancement, leadership and mentorship skills, community service and teamwork. So if I'm asked to describe what we do at Justice Dodoma Chambers or, what, or who we are at Justice Dodoma Chambers, I'll say Justice Dodoma Chambers is a melting point of legal like minds who come together to develop each other, to um, hone each other's skills and create this bond that will make them relevant in the 21st century legal market and also try to contribute meaningfully to the society. So that's what we do at Justice Dodoma Chambers. So we felt the need to set up the Radiant Sun in order to lend our voice to trending societal issues, discuss global phenomena and share insights and perspectives on happenings in the contemporary Nigerian society and the world at large. So um, I would encourage you to click the follow button, vibe with us, relate with us as the Radiant Sun is here to stay and every fortnight we'll be giving you back to back to back to back. So thank you, thank you very much for listening to this podcast and we are very, very glad to have you with us. Okay, so today's topic was carefully selected, life in the post-COVID-19 era. And I feel that we need to do an introspection and we need to, you know, preempt what the future holds for us after this disaster finally passes. So we all hope for a return to normalcy and even the churches and the prayer houses are constantly kabashing for the coronavirus pandemic to end. Yeah, we believe that everybody's waiting for the pandemic to end because whether we like it or not our, our lives have somewhat been crippled by this pandemic you cannot go outside shake people and hug people like you used to you must use face masks hand sanitizers have become like body creams or people rub it all over their body and the rest so um generally everyone is being extra cautious to stay safe and stay healthy during this um, pandemic but we believe that um, we need to start planning for the future. After the pandemic, what next for Nigeria? What next for the world? Personally, I am happy that um, lockdown restrictions have been eased and the panic levels are reducing. Because I remember that first time that coronavirus was like a very novel thing. Everybody was waiting for 11.30 to go and look at NCDC reports. Oh, t- today is 100 cases, so we have died. But now nobody is actually really, you know, focusing on NCDC again. We're just saying, okay, we can survive with this. And yeah, we can survive with And we're actually surviving with this. So today's podcast, we're just going to be like preempting and like looking forward to how a post-COVID-19 society will be. So, um... I wish to discuss this topic, I wish I could actually go back in time to where we had the Spanish flu 
and the black death you know i see if i will go and catch it too because i, I beg I, I like my safety but just to go and observe how did the world adapt after this um pandemics that that plagued um the, the society back then so um we're going to be sampling opinions i'll be sharing my personal insights and we're going to be sampling opinions diverse opinions on how we feel the society is going to be now the global lockdown of 2020 will always be regarded as one of the darkest moments of the 20th century i look forward to a time where i'll tell my children kids there was a time that everybody could not go out for three months we were practicing social distancing and the rest the covid 19 pandemic has ravaged everything in its path from lives to the economy to personal freedom with over 9.6 million global cases and a death toll of 490,000, which is still increasing by the day. Nations of the world have shifted their focus to the health sector and prioritizing medical care in the hope that this impending doom will be averted. Also, nations are also making recovery plans to ensure that the havoc caused by the pandemic is mitigated and ameliorated and there is a smooth return to the status quo. So we decided to sample opinions from different people and find out what do they really think a post-COVID-19 era is going to be. Because I have my own thoughts of how a post-COVID-19 era is going to be. And I'm going to be sharing it with you in this podcast from different um, angles. So um, the first person we spoke to was Basi Yene. And this is what he had to say. He said, I believe that as a result of the pandemic, a post-COVID-19 era will be a more hygienic one. Persons will take conscious steps to maintain better and personal hygiene and will generally keep neater surroundings. Also, I feel the educational sector will be uh, will move towards a digital system just like in Russia and Japan where a lot of school and academic work is done online. Yes, I also buy this thing. You know, Actually, the concept of um, washing your hands, using sanitizers has been somewhat institutionalized because of the um, crazy precaution measures. <laughs> okay, let me not say crazy. Because of the very necessary precautionary measures that we have to take. So I, f- I feel that after this pandemic, there is also going to be um, a lot of hygiene. People will start washing their hands regularly and everything. So thank you, Basi, for that opinion. Now, um, the second person I spoke to was Etienne Otat, and he said, well, this is a very nice perspective. He said, um, I see a very bright future for cryptos, that's cryptocurrency. As countries are struggling with the harsh realities of the pandemic, currencies are actually depreciating badly. The only ones that seem to be actually standing its ground is the cryptocurrencies. I also believe firms will take a different approach toward employment like the focal points of recruitment will be placed on individuals with good IT skills I see a, I see an age where people will stop studying the traditional courses like law Jesus and go back to um, courses of the age that is like tech and client courses uh, I agreed with ATN on to the part that he said that people stop studying courses like law 
law I don't I don't think law can be I don't think law can actually not be studied because in everything you do you need law. Even even the guys with the IT skills, they still need to patent stuff, they still need to, you know, protect um their intellectual property. So lawyers will always come in. <laughs> so thank you Etino for that nice idea and contribution. So finally I spoke to um Dumebi Belomo. This is a very, very interesting perspective because Dumebi came from the entertainment perspective, which a lot of people have been neglecting during this pandemic. So yeah here's what you had to say. He said I think there is going to be a lot of re-strategizing in the film industry because producers are going to look for new methods with which their movies can be assessed because a lot of producers that plan to release the movies in the, in the sorry a lot of producers that plan to release their movies in the past few months have hit some setbacks due to the pandemic i think producers and distributors will start exploring options like on on demand sites such as netflix hulu and showmax so as to get their content out there in case of restrictions also I feel there will be more movies to stimulate health awareness, such as 93 Days, which is about the Ebola virus disease. This is very true. Like, if you notice, most of, if you notice, recently, a lot of um, Nigerian producers have started to put their content on Netflix, on Showmax, and other streaming sites. So, I feel that this pandemic was a wake-up call that it's not every time that cinemas will be open. So, you need to think and look for ways to get your content get your content out there you need to look for ways to ensure that your viewers are still up and you're still making your money so that you don't run at losses and generally that boosts our film industry so thank you thank you to maybe for that wonderful stellar contribution as time goes by the number of covid 19 cases increase on a daily basis Several steps have been taken to ensure that the pandemic is combated. That's why we have face masks, hand sanitizers, um, social distancing has become like the major thing. Everybody's isolating. We have quarantine centers and isolation centers. So as to ensure that, okay, this thing is not widely spread. And various countries and governments have imposed lockdowns so as to reduce the rate of human interaction, which will in turn curtail the spread of the disease. On the flip side, since no one can accurately predict or no one can speculate when the pandemic will come to a halt, contrary to the fact that there is no vaccine, antidote or cure, although we know that medical scientists, doctors, everybody in the medical field around the world is putting in all their effort to ensure that we can come up with something that can actually help us to combat the virus. But so far, there has been nothing. So measures are being taken to cushion the effect of this global disaster. And poco a poco, we are gradually making moves to adapt, survive, but not only survive, but thrive, despite of the pandemic. Like, I mean... Some uh, some countries have eased their lockdown. Rather, most countries have eased their lockdowns, and football is back. 
congratulations to Liverpool for winning the EPL. Although I'm not very happy about that, but they had to wait 30 years for it. So kudos to them. Well, <laughs> that's on a lighter note. So um, I noticed that, or rather, it is a truism that lockdowns come hand in hand with economic hardships because first of all we must understand that the economy is based on human interaction so if people don't interact if people are locked at home if people are scared of coming out we are, we see that the economy doesn't really thrive the economy is on a standstill like i said earlier the economy um the economy thrives on human interaction so mm-hmm. lockdowns in different states and countries have caused adverse effects for the nations that's why a lot of people have to a lot of countries and governments have to ease the lockdowns so that the economy will thrive and um, come back to normal Let, let's take for example a developing nation like nigeria like almost everybody is in the informal sector rather a lot of a large number of the population is in the informal sector so people live from hand to mouth the market the women that sell in the markets the hawkers the um conductors and the bus drivers people in the transportation um sector a lot of people work for their daily bread on a daily basis so unlike the formal sector where you can get your pay monthly or so a lot of people if they don't go out to work they don't eat for the day so the lockdown was just like oh you guys have to go back to your savings and everything so the economy was not actually in a very good place and people were suffering um i read a tweet and they were like coronavirus will not kill us it's hunger that will kill us so in a developing nation like nigeria the developing nation like nigeria the lockdowns are not actually the best thing because you have to consider your you have to consider the population so even the lockdowns is actually a necessary evil because people have to eat People have to go out and the rest. So I feel that we are gradually setting up ourselves for a post-COVID-19 era. And one thing I've noticed about this coronavirus pandemic, this coronavirus pandemic for me is a blessing in disguise. Although it comes with its adverse effects, I feel that a lot of eyes have been opened. A lot of people are becoming woke. A lot of people are seeing things that on a normal they won't even notice or see for example i can tell you that a lot of people or a very um large number of people didn't know that there was an app called zoom probably they heard about it but they, they didn't really use it but with this um whole lockdown thing and the coronavirus pandemic and need for social distancing and self-isolation a lot of people have moved to zoom to organize their meetings to um pass across information and generally to um make work more efficient so i'll say coronavirus the coronavirus pandemic has brought the future of work nearer to us the economy is rapidly digitizing and we must flow with it normally things that won't happen in a typical nigerian society have happened because of the coronavirus pandemic um we we are seeing um examples of remote court hearings 
So you can you can as a lawyer you can just um although it has not really it has not been really like rapid or so, but as a lawyer you can sit at home and they can virtual court sittings and, and so so I feel the coronavirus pandemic has actually exposed us to areas that we are not we didn't even think of. We are now following the tide of technolo- technological advancement and we're doing quite well for ourselves despite the pandemic. Now um like I said everyone is moving towards digitalization and as a result of coronavirus as a result of, as a result of the coronavirus pandemic we are slowly moving towards um digitization a lot of people are putting their content on social media a lot of people are putting their content on different social networks digital marketing is now a thing which normally in nigeria if if it was actually pronounced it is pronounced in some places some places like lagos or abuja but not in other remote areas so it's very impressive that a lot of people have have woken up coronavirus pandemic is like a wake-up call we need to embrace a lot of things and digitization is becoming a thing this is the breadth of the digital economy the digital economy you need to say things like that oh yes we are we are following the trend of digitization we are following the, tre- the trend of technological advancement but this is actually the first time that Nigeria has made a very conscious step to move towards towards a digitized economy and I'm very happy about it. So for firms, for businesses, for startups, for industries in a post-COVID-19 era, I feel they will lean towards building a digitized way of marketing their goods and services, a digitized way of um, promoting themselves. Now let me let me tell you this. Silverbed cinemas might be encountering losses right now because the cinemas are not open and a lot of people cannot gather to watch movies. But what is Silverbed Cinemas' loss is Netflix's gain. So it so it's that's just the harsh reality of life. Some people are actually losing out in this pandemic, but some people are actually making their money. Okay, I read a report about the um was a nigerian quarterly economic report and they were like um the economy although it has taken some hits but some companies are thriving like the telecommunications companies because personally i know that because i'm at home i use more data um, i want to be online every time but when i'm in school of course i have to read and everything and everything so a lot of people are consuming more data a lot of people are are using social media and the rest so Technology has become a thing in this coronavirus pandemic. Everything you want to do, you have to use your phone and every and, and, and so on. So the telecommunications companies are actually gaining more. Unlike when the, when the pandemic, when there was no pandemic and a lot of people were busy with their lives and everything. So it is this is a wake-up call that we should actually adapt to the current system of things. And I feel the post-COVID-19 era be rapidly digitized because people want to make game people want to market their goods and services people want to push themselves out there and you cannot do that when you don't have technology on your side we must bear in mind that the coronavirus pandemic has triggered the worst economic crisis the world has encountered 
since, since the 2008 global recession. And it is very sad because all the nations are crippled by this economic crisis because there is a ban on movement in and outside nations, import and export rates are low, international trade has delved down. So every nation is a victim of the pandemic. Let's take Nigeria as a case study. The prices of goods in Nigeria now are outrageous. So a phone that you could have bought for 60k before the pandemic, now that, that phone goes for 85k. Let me not even talk about the price, prices of gari and rice in the market. So everything has increased rapidly and it's taking its toll on us. So I feel a post-COVID-19 era will be char- characterized by a lot of recovery. Steps, a lot of conscious steps and measures need to be taken to ensure that we recover as a nation and the economy becomes a solvent one because if these steps are not taken we are falling into we are falling into the pit of economic extinction because the coronavirus pandemic is not a preacher of love it's taking no prisoners so um the ministry of finance um parastatals economic organizations need to find a way to consolidate on our economic development we need rapid economic development in a post-COVID-19 era. We need to recover because COVID-19 has given us a lot of losses and recovery is very essential. Now the OECD, the OECD is the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, announced that um, the global GDP will drop by 6%. 6% and we must understand that developing nations are facing the problems the most nations like Nigeria, nations where people, most of the population, like I said earlier, um, are living on hand to mouth. So we need to understand that a post-COVID-19 era for us is an era where we need to put in all resources and all our energy to ensure that we recover from the harsh economic crisis. So that will be more production a lot of people have lost their jobs prices are hitting the roof so we need to produce more we need to export more we need to um, employ more people so that we can actually stabilize the economy and also this will also teach us to save and actually um, to save and actually invest for rainy days and for rainy seasons in the economy Nigeria and Nigeria's problem is just compounding because we're already in an economic recession coupled with this coronavirus pandemic. So I feel the government's responsibility is to ensure that after in a post-COVID-19 era, when Nigeria finally, or when we are finally free of this virus, we should try our best to consolidate on our economic development. We need economic stability because that is like the most important aspect of every, every nation, the economy. So we definitely need a very good um, we need very good economic policies to ensure that after the after the coronavirus pandemic passes, we can bounce back to our feet. Also, another aspect of the society or another aspect of the world has taken a hit because of the pandemic is the educational system. Like, I have been at home for three months. Um, I know some some bookworms have been opening their books and have been you know 
jacking and studying, but the Lord will help us in the exam hall. And I don't know if you know what I mean. So, but nevertheless, we should try to make steps. No one deserves to be at home for three months without attend, without without going to school. Even if you are not going to school in the physical, at least steps need to be taken for online learning or something like that. But, but the truth is that, let's look at Nigeria, is online learning even possible? Because it, this is a country that doesn't have 24 power, 24 hours power supply. Even the the head of ASU, um, Professor Bjordan said something that, that Nigeria is not ready for e-learning. But that doesn't mean we should like um, stick with the status quo. We should make conscious steps to ensure that our educational system is a functionalist one. And in case something like this happens again, which I pray it doesn't, we should be ready to take steps to ensure that, okay, the students are not idle. Probably ways to engage. The lecturers have um, emails. Some lecturers have emails. Assignments can be done online. It doesn't necessarily have to be classes, but steps to engage students. Unlike in Nigeria, where almost all the students are idle, most is it's mostly private institutions that are actually um, doing online learning, online classes, and the rest. But the federal, for, but the federal um, educational systems are a cesspool of decay. So it, it also boils down to government responsibility. The government is responsible for actually creating an, an enabling environment for um, students to thrive. And students don't deserve to be idle. I don't mind staying at home, sharp, but because I have like tests and exams, but that's on the lighter note. Nevertheless, we need to we need to um, prepare for a post-COVID-19 era whereby our educational system becomes functionalist and not dead. So um, I, I feel a lot of steps need to be taken to ensure that the educational system is one that is prepared and will not be deterred by future eventualities. Now moving on to healthcare, I feel the coronavirus pandemic has actually is actually like a wake-up call in our healthcare sector. I'm not seeing like the NCDC being very, very um, active like this. So because everybody is scared for their life and the coronavirus pandemic is threatening, the NCDC is on alert, um, medical doctors, generally the medical sector is bubbling now. So I feel that if the medical sector can actually continue with this and consolidate on this in the post-COVID-19 era, we'll have um, more um, radical shifts, more paradigm shifts in our medical sector there will be more innovation there will be more findings more clinical research we can actually learn how to prepare for um we can actually learn how to prepare for future future happenings future outbreaks future diseases because i remember in um i think it was about 20 2014 or so where we had uh, 2014 or 2015 where we had the ebola virus disease the medical sector was like very active but we don't have to wait for pandemics or epidemics to actually focus on our medical sector we need a sustainable medical sector a medical sector where there, where there is um a lot of development a lot of innovation to prepare us for the future um although um the countries the advanced nations with better medical with um the advanced nations with better medical systems, so to say, are still victims of this. But 
we can do a whole lot with our management and the quality of medical care that um, patients and people in Nigeria generally receive. So I feel the coronavirus pandemic has helped us to put a burden of accountability on the people in the medical sector. The Ministry of Health needs to actually work better. So a post-COVID-19 era will be an era where we can actually beat our chest and say, yes, our medical sector is working and so on. And also, finally, on government's responsibility, my time is far spent, on government responsibility, I feel it showed that government or developing nations are not actually ready to do anything. I don't understand how you will budget a, an outrageous amount of money for the renovation of a building. Meanwhile, the educational system, the health system is in shambles. So we need to, our government needs to actually focus on where the problems lie. We need, we cannot be focusing on inanities and frivolities when we neglect the necessities. So it is very important that the government um, restructures their their budget and their savings and their sorry and their spendings to reflect on the development and ensure um, radical development in pressing areas like health, like education, like economic development. So that is the burden of the government. Now most governments in the Western nations are actually if you look at their budgets, their budgets are very impressive because they actually um, focus on areas that are key to the development of their citizens. Personally, I feel the problem with developing nations like Nigeria is that we don't know how to prioritize. So generally, governments focus on areas that have little or no importance. Meanwhile, areas that should be the focal points of administrations are neglected. So. For a post-COVID-19 era to be successful and great, we need to re-strategize and invest in new areas that will be beneficial to the society and the population. Areas such as e-learning, areas such as telemedicine, better economic policies should, should be um, concocted so as to ensure that a swift return to normalcy and better economic stability is guaranteed for developing nations so thank you very much guys that's all i have for you today and it's so sad that i have to end the show here <laughs> i know if people were in the studio they'll be like don't leave me don't leave me <laughs> but let me leave you with this let me just drop wisdom for you let me leave you with this now if this show was running on two different like stations or two different um podcast apps does that mean that the show has corona so um thank you very much for listening um we'll be doing this every two weeks every fortnight tune into the radiant sun we'll have more trending topics more and we'll be sharing perspectives and uh insight into global phenomena thank you for tuning in god bless you have a nice week